0: G'day, I'm James Baldwin and welcome to Oz f one It's great to have your company and welcome to our first video podcast. If you're listening to this on the normal channels, you can head across to YouTube and watch our heads for radio discuss all things Sochi. That's right, we're in another recap episode, this time for the Russian Grand Prix. And in this episode, we'll go through team by team as we always do and recap the entire race. We'll also hear from Campy with some more ill-informed rants and Tommy T's broadcast review. So let's get into it. I'm joined, as always, by my friends and yours, the two Thomas's, Tommy T, Thomas, the J Camp. Your faces are in front of me. Boys, it's oh. a pleasure to see you.
1: Now that our faces are out in the internet Jeez. world, I'm not sure the people actually didn't want to see it, Jim. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, especially with that mug. Goodness me, that beard. Well, mate,
1: to my credit, we can't, even, uh, we can't even go to hairdressers down here at the moment. We're locked in. So No, that's a fair point.
0: That's a fair point. Well, even without the ability to go outside, Campy, uh, that beard is looking as magnificent as ever. And Tommy T, uh, I think you've recovered from your sleep deprivation from the Tuscan Grand Prix. You finally well, yeah. had a couple of weeks. It was nice to have some time off. It was a reasonable time. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to have some time off, to be honest, in two weeks. Uh, although it, was, it wasn't it was nice to go back to Russia, boys. It wasn't exactly the, uh, the best Grand Prix in the world. Had some potential and uh, then it just turned into a bit of a nothing event. Bent. No surprises well,
1: there. Hence, why all the commentators that are any good decided not to go to <laughs> Russia <laughs> because that's been standard severe- since 2014. Absolutely, <laughs> oh yeah, this was the C team. Oh, it's a shambles of a race.
0: <sighs> yeah, look, it was. Uh, it was a bit disappointing in terms of the broadcast, but Tommy T will come to that a little bit later on. Uh, boys, just your overall thoughts of the race. Uh, the first couple of laps for me were very exciting. Uh, good to see Danny Ricciardo getting up and then apparently he dropped back a couple of spots and we never saw why <laughs> that was. <laughs> I think
2: that's contractual. We have to look at a Mercedes
0: doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Campy, what did you think? Uh, what are your overall views of, of the Russian Grand Prix?
1: Yeah, it was pretty boring to be honest. Uh, not much going on really. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see Lewis get some penalties. Good to see him not win. Um, yes. going to church after Tuscany uh, clearly proves that God does work and he is real. So, <laughs>
2: finally got that's, that win.
0: That's the proof that we needed. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, well, it's good enough for me. Yeah. So,
1: um, <laughs> so that was good. Uh, pretty boring again. Danny Rick, what a start! What a start. Mm. Got up in a third. Uh, Max, Max. He That's had a bit committed. of a struggle, didn't he? Well, into turn two, the first chicane, Max um, Max went really early on taking the shortcut and that ultimately is what allowed him to get past Danny Ricardo again. Not that I ever got to see it. <laughs> um, I got 10 <laughs> minutes of commentary on trash.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: But we didn't get to see that, so that was frustrating. It's good to see Danny Rick's, uh race pace on the hards come through. Uh, he stomped Ocon. He, I think at at one point he's about eight seconds behind. Ocon by the end of the race, he was seventeen seconds in front of him. So that's a 25, 26-second turnaround. Yeah, good. Yeah, the guy's a star, so that was good to see. I think he probably could have got fourth, but I think um, I think the car setup on the softs ultimately compromised him mm. in that first stint, uh, which was a shame. And his tires fell away. And when you drive like that in uh, qualifying, no wonder his tires were in worse shape than his teammates. So
0: yes, very <laughs> that- true. Tommy T, what are your overall thoughts of the race? Yeah, good to see uh,
2: Danny doing well early, but disappointed that he couldn't finish it off. Really, but mm. it was it was kind of the only really interesting part was trying to see how people were slotting in, seeing if the overtake if the undertake was working. But once that all jumbled out, undertake or was the nothing. overcut? <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> overcut, jeez. This was the early race too. But that, once that all shuffled out, there wasn't really much left, was there? That was kind of what we are all waiting around like lap 20-ish for all that shuffling to happen, see if people could kind of get ahead of Lewis, but no one really could. No. They pitted early enough for him and he
1: kind of just sailed back to the top. I thought Kvyat would have made a bit of a charge at the end, but it never really eventuated. It just couldn't get past Ocon.
0: No, I think he he looked at going through in that off camber corner towards the uh, the end of the track there, and he almost made a lunge, but I thought he probably thought better of it instead of wrecking the car. Although, Come on, torpedo. to be I honest, I would have enjoyed seeing
2: it.
1: I think that Renault was just pretty slippery.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's – it's uh, well, let's talk about Renault a little bit later and, and Danny yep. Ricciardo and and uh, also just to catch up on your comments from last time, Campy, about uh, potentially his move to McLaren not being the best. I've got some thoughts on that. But there's some other stuff going around in the paddock before we get into the race recap, boys. Uh, we've had the new CEO of Formula 1 announced, uh, Stefano Domenicali, who is, funnily enough, ex-Ferrari, uh, is it's taking – a prerequisite. It has to be prerequisite <laughs> if you're anywhere near the FIA or there anything to do with Formula One, John Todd, Ross Braun, now Domenicali need to have worked for Ferrari at some point, but he is leaving Lamborghini as the CEO and coming across. Boys, uh, I actually think Chase Carey's done a great job so far. It has been an absolute mess of a year for him. A, he's got some great facial hair, so that's good from you Campy. <laughs> uh, B, yep. f- personally, I think having someone who has had nothing really to do with the sport in the past is a good thing, because as I said on the phone to Campy a little bit earlier, you're not bowing to pressure of certain people or any yeah. personalities. It, it is whatever you want to do or Ferrari. whatever you decide, except for Ferrari. But I mean, again, <laughs> he's sort of come into that space and gone, well, you know, this is what it is, guys. And so there's been a bit of backwards and forwards. I don't know if Domenicali is going to be able to do that. I mean, there's been a couple of people out there saying the opposite. Christian Horner saying that uh, you know Formula One need not fear any Ferrari favoritism from him because of uh, the the integrity that he has. Uh, Renault, Cyril Abedible says that uh, he knows how to support team manufacturers that are coming in from, from Lamborghini. But, boys, do you think this is a really good decision for Formula 1 to go with another Ferrari person? Campy, what do you think?
1: Uh, look, my only issue with it is I would have thought six months ago, in the last nine months, that... Uh, that Toto was the man for the job. And mm. all, the, all the talks that we started having in the media in the last nine months would suggest that that is probably what was going to happen. Uh, ultimately, Ferrari came out and v- said we would have vetoed that decision. <laughs> so there's ridiculous. a bit of... really? Yeah, ridiculous. It's this, we hear this t- story in Formula 1 all the time. In saying that, if Toto says that Domenicali and his uh, integrity is above reproach and his heart for the sport, is fine. You get guys like Horner saying it's a good decision. Then If mm. it's good enough for Toto, it's good enough for me. Yeah. I still don't yeah. like the fact that it's a prerequisite that you have to be from <laughs> Ferrari. But yeah. I think Toto did a uh, interview with Natalie over the weekend and he put all that stuff to bed. So that may be him just toeing the party line, but I think ultimately Toto will end up in that position at some stage. Yeah. Um, and I can see why they want um people stepping into these decisions to be out of the sport from a racing capacity for the last two years Mm. and it's good to keep a bit of integrity but i don't think if it's good enough like toto is the sort of guy we've seen how that he runs that organization and from a distance he's always straight up in the media he's honest he's not someone whose integrity is even a question he would have Done a probably better job, but it is what it is. We'll move on. Wish him all the best. Hope this Mr. Domenicali does a good job.
0: And, of course, Chase Carey is hanging out uh, on the board still as an non-executive chairman. Uh, Tommy T, I think he's done a pretty good job in terms of steering Formula 1 into where it's supposed to be and obviously yep. having to push back new regulations by year as well. Uh, yep. do you, uh, it, it seems a bit of almost like a suck eggs for him, though, and, and people aren't maybe giving him the credit that he deserves.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like he just got it, a little test run. And he wasn't really going to keep it, even if he did really well, mm. unfortunately. Mm. I don't think he was ever going to be long for that job. I think he did a good job. We got some interesting kind of changes. New regulations look like they're going to be good, whether that was fully him. But I don't know. Lots of new races, new he, calendar. Like, you can't really fault it, really. He's it's done a stellar job this year. Stellar yeah. job. Oh, this mean, year especially is ridiculously tough.
1: Where we were at come to Melbourne and that fiasco to where yes. we are now. Yes. I, With
2: your to mate. get
1: seven and races, that guy's a superstar. And good on him. He's been good for our sport.
0: Yep. Uh, along with Claire Williams, he's welcome to join the f one guys Thanks for a on. chat and a beer anytime. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about Lewis Hamilton's penalty and uh, Danny Rick's penalty as well before we go through the full race recap. Uh, Campy, can you explain to us exactly what was going on? Because it wasn't all that clear until really at the end of the race we knew what happened.
1: Oh, I think it was abundantly clear. Every <laughs> At every race track it is too. Whether, whether the track is <laughs> clockwise or anti-clockwise, you get a track like the US, anti-clockwise, you do your practice starts on the left-hand side of the end of the pit straight. So on the clockwise ones, you always do it on the right-hand side. On this particular track, um, you know, you've know you got a red light at the end of the pit lane, which, um, which says whether the track's open or not. Now, yep. there's normally a space to the right-hand side of that, depending on anti-clockwise or clockwise, um, to pull off to the side and do your practice start from there. Now, Sochi had that um, like every other track, but uh, the difference between this pit exit and everywhere else is there's about a 250-metre gap Mm -hmm. from where the pit exit actually starts and finishes to where they Mm -hmm. actually enter the racetrack. And there's a small right-hand kink to it. So Lewis decided that he'd go up past the right-hand kink onto the extreme side of the course and do a start from there. And I would suggest that... That was real clear. I mean, Lewis came out afterwards to say that, oh, I've done starts like that everywhere
2: else, but that's... that's a million bullshit. times, apparently. That's <laughs> bullshit.
1: That's bullshit. You could see why it was dangerous, because we saw the two cars that came out in front of Lewis before he yeah. did mm-hmm. one of the starts, and they would have been going 250k mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can see why it was an issue, and you could see the the potential that it has to cause, an, uh, cause a drama. Um, now, the FIA gets this stuff right. I honestly think that... Mercedes and Lewis stuffed it up mm. for whatever reason um, and should just take the penalty and cop it on the chin.
0: Yeah, it was a bit of an interesting Because he moment. didn't just do
1: it once, he did it
0: twice. No, and it was a bit of an interesting moment, wasn't he, when he was told about the penalty over the radio. Uh, he threw his toys out of the cot completely and uh, poor Bono, again, copped it in on the chin and just sort of got on with it. But... As he should. As he should, absolutely. But in terms of of what the issue was at the time, uh, Lewis was under the impression that he was allowed to do it. So the reason he didn't is because where everyone else had done it in the entire weekend, including him up to that point, uh, was so well rubbed in, he thought, well, that's not going to be indicative of what an actual start is going to be. So the reason he got a sporting penalty in terms of those two five-second penalties is because he actually gained an advantage over these Mm -hmm. other drivers, including Valtteri Bottas and everyone else, because he had more of a, What a simulated start would be like. You think, like, dude, you're so good at starts. You don't like. Come on, this is not what you need to work on. Max Verstappen, someone who probably needs to work on his starts a little bit, but Lewis Mm. has always been all over it. I think it was a silly waste of of his penalty points uh, initially, and now obviously not anymore. But ten seconds, it's literally race changing. And then he uh, he had his head down and uh, he didn't lift his chin up again for the rest. Of the race, Tommy T, in terms of his radio calls, uh, you were having a field day on the messages. Well,
2: how close were we getting for James to come on and tell him to shut up? <laughs> All right, and that was pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Very close. It's I don't know. We we saw later in, we'll talk about it, but Danny Rick on the radio after hmm. something and I just messaged you guys straight away. I was like, that's how you radio message. Okay. Just straight away, yep, hand yep. up, stuffed up, move on. None of this yelling and swearing and carrying on and sooking. Yep. like. And it wasn't just the first incident. Lewis kept going and kept going and kept going and complaining about being pulled into early and all these kind of things. The only thing that would be frustrating for Lewis and the team would be the that hanging over your head into the race. If they had made that decision from the start and they could have started strategizing, but there were kind of a couple of laps in when it came across that he had to do a 10-second stop and he just wanted to do it at the end. I've cool. only been watching <laughs> one for two years and I already know that you have to serve that if you've got a... Hit stop coming. Yeah. Like, so how does the list not know that? So the
1: guy carries, carry on. He carries on like a whinging two-year-old at times. And this is why people think he's a dickhead.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. Yeah.
1: And then he comes out after the race and says, Oh, they're trying to stop me. It's so <laughs> like, get fucked dude. Seriously. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> mate, you are a god behind a driving wheel. And if you want to see some like, I we're we're all um We all congratulate him because the guy's a star behind the car. Yeah, he is. And and a driving wheel. We have never questioned that, how good he is. I mean, if you guys, the fans, just go on YouTube, Turkey 2002 or something, uh, GP2 racing. Yes. He came came back, he dropped back to 18th and then came back to get second for the race and drove through the field. The guy is a superstar. We're not doubting that. But his carry-on afterwards just – this is why people yeah. think he's a he's a dick and he carries on and he's playing a game at the moment and look he'd probably go down as one of the best the the greatest of all times results wise, but yep. as for a human being, mate, the bloke just carries on like a Muppet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's certainly been interesting to see uh, a lot of your reactions as well. If you listen to the podcast and you've reached out to us, I think you share similar thoughts. And again, all we're talking about is his attitude behind the wheel. Sometimes a lot of people have said that it doesn't deserve all this attention, but when you're the leader of the sport and you're out the front and you're smashing it like, yeah, okay. You get a hard day, but dude, you're leading the world championship and you're driving a Mercedes. It's not it's not a bad day out, really. Well, when you think about it.
2: No, none of the other nineteen carry on this way. So, yeah. mm, except yeah. for Roman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Talking about people, other uh, eighteen <laughs> having a crack. Uh, people on the internet. Valtteri Bottas uh, relived uh, oh. when we last saw him. Tommy T. His yeah. Melbourne 2019 message to people who were doubting him, to who it may concern. Fu, basically. Uh, he, he was. He, that has been on. building for a long time. Uh, this. This is the boundary Bottas that we have been missing for the last five races to be really putting it to to Lewis and uh, and just putting it up there I was so happy when Lewis got those penalty points I was I, sorry that penalty time penalty rather I just wanted him to be out in the field just lead it go Valtteri you deserve it you know Max drove the absolute wheels off as well but Valtteri just needed that lift I think yeah. and there are a lot of doubters for this guy and you know when you're comparing him to Lewis Hamilton it's incredibly diff- difficult to to see well who's better who's not when really on the day, they're very, very equal, but Lewis just always somehow ends up either getting the better strategy call uh, or just a better start. Tommy T, uh, you you were pretty
2: happy with him winning the race. I love VB, but I've been harsh on him this year, Mm. and I think it is – I I said this in the week leading up. I was like, I want him to go so hard into that first turn, knowing he likes Russia, knowing that he's done well at this racetrack. But – this is what we wanted to see. Make an aggressive move. In In previous races, I would say on the first lap, he has been more timid than he, than he should be. He needs to be a bit more aggressive. I said to Campy today that Bottas almost needs to bin his car one week to be that aggressive just to show people that he's not afraid to go for that lunge because I think people almost feel like he's going to always yield. Hmm. He needs to kind of... Unfortunately, maybe just do something to go. I'm going to throw it in here. Don't underestimate me. I will put this on the edge, and I will make you give me room. So, full credit to him. He made a great move uh, into turn two, and then Max had no chance. He he was just steadily pacing. I don't think Max got within even eyeball of him pretty much the whole race. So, full credit. Great race from him.
0: Yeah, I'm really happy to see him. Campy, are you happy to see cool. BB putting oh, that, putting it to him? <laughs>
1: Mate, this is Valtteri's chance. This championship is not over. We've got seven races left, and anything could happen. Uh, I know, well, Lewis could potentially miss a race if he stuffs up some more, but they gave him back his two licence points after after he complained and whinged. But, yeah, Valtteri, (laughs) this is his chance to... uh, This is his chance. I'm telling you, he's got to come out in public and make a statement about Lewis Hamilton being a hypocrite. You know, he sells sells his global warming stuff and and he shouldn't eat meat to save the environment while he's driving on his boat. So this is his time to get under his skin and start to shit stir a bit and that'll piss Lewis off. We, we can see what sort of <laughs> mood Lewis is in at the moment. Yeah. And he Just will call up
2: Rosberg and ask for some tips, eh? Hey? Yeah,
1: mate. He, ne- yeah. he needs to throw that dagger in right now and start calling, calling Lewis on some of his bullshit publicly. No, his missus had a little crack. know, yes, oh, his missus him. had a little crap. Yep. she's a star. Australian, you know, she, that's she, big why. Uh, From yeah. South Australia,
0: we won't hold that against Love. her. But everything else about her is, yeah. you
1: know. Uh, it's been Victoria at the moment, but, um,
0: <laughs> but.
1: This is where he needs to start doing that and getting under Lewis's skin because yeah, totally. you never know. All it takes is for Lewis to have a DNF or crash into someone. Him and Max go toe to toe and it's all over. Valtteri comes in, swoops, gets a race, and then he's in within 10, 15 points, and then anything can happen. And uh, I think this is his chance. He's got to take it now and go for it. And I, I hope he does. I hope he, because Lewis is he's moody at the moment. So this is his chance <laughs> to get in there and stick it to him. Had a bit of luck. Yep. Yeah. He had a bit of luck, but I think he was always going to win being on that medium tire and Lewis stuffing it in qualifying as well. So I'll just come on, Valtteri, bring it home, son. Bring it home for the boys. Deny Lewis of being the greatest of all
2: time. That would make next year very interesting as well if Lewis didn't win this year.
0: Yeah. Oh, one can only hope. I mean, that is that's the magic right there. Dream and, scenario. And, and, correct. And we've also said, you know, because of Tiffany, his uh, his girlfriend, he's now like the Russell Crowe of, <laughs> of Formula One. He's the adopted Australian uh, for the time <laughs> yeah. being, and so we're we're behind him from this side. But uh, the real Australian, and obviously the massive superstar of the grid, Daniel Ricciardo, uh, guys, he showed a masterclass in terms of how to drive a Formula One car, but also how to react to very bad news. I mean, he. Had Handled it better than I did. <laughs> and, campy. <laughs> when, and Campy when he got his penalty points. Wow. Uh, but uh, tell you what, he is just the absolute consummate
2: professional. Oh, big fan. That is exactly how you handle it. Took responsibility. It probably was somewhat on Ocon's car placement, genuinely, that made him have to take such a stupid angle yep. into that turn and then beach himself almost across those sausage curves. But hand out, he was like, yep, I'll get over it. I'll make sure that there's a gap. I'll head down. Let's do the work. Like, I'll no faster. blame on anyone else. Exactly. What a fucking legend. Yeah. Well, yeah. Genuinely. It's <laughs> exactly yeah. what you want.
0: Yeah, he, he, but he just, he shows that, doesn't he? Although, and this is what annoys me about that whole situation. Yes, Ocon's car was poorly placed and whether or not it was Renault who didn't tell Ocon in enough time or Ocon just made a last minute decision to to sort of force Danny that wide, the team could have prevented that. I mean, and not that it mattered in the end and it washed out that, that Danny was a lot faster uh, than the car behind him, but this is classic Renault, is it not? We just yeah. keep seeing it time and time again in terms of their strategy, in terms of telling people to pass or not. Like McLaren, masterclass. So you look at Carlos and Lando in a couple of races <laughs> where they've week. needed to sw- to on this week. Uh, <laughs> oh wall, bam, not good. <laughs> um, but in terms of switching, whoa. it's it's good. But this yeah. time around. Pff- just, yeah. I'm Look, I'm going to blame Renault and I'm going to blame Ocon. Uh, I'm also going to blame the stewards because, yes, it's in the race director's notes, but quite obviously, the guy wasn't gaining an advantage on the track. He was no. being let past by his teammate. Use your discretion, people. Yeah. Yeah, a bit ridiculous. Okay, yeah. well, let's- Look,
1: these dollars do a, The stewards and the race director do a good job when we don't know they're there. <laughs> yeah. And that, for me, that penalty for cutting those, on, well, I don't like it. I get why they hand it down, I get why Danny Rick copped it on the chin, but it's just inconsistent and stupid. They only do it for the race. I mean, imagine if they had to penalize Hamilton for doing the same thing and disregarding his lap in qualifying, and then he wouldn't have even got through to Q one. Yeah. I mean that would have made for a good race too. Yeah. It just wants some consistency and I don't see any. Well just um, on
2: that, that corner, can you honestly tell me that not mounting the sausage curves and then just re-entering the track normally is less dangerous than going through those stupid polystyrene things next to a wall – Examples, color signs. <laughs> yeah, that was insane. That. What they had to do to go through that. Obviously, it's designed to make you slow down, but they're not slowing down. They're trying to hit that thing yeah. as fast as they could. We look saw look Max at- go through uh, at a decent speed on one of them. We saw Ryan just go through it. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's a good attempt. <laughs> He's a- oh, fuck it. This <laughs> is like
0: a lot ex- of
1: like my English exams in high school. Oh, good try. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But genuinely, I think that was more dangerous than like maybe an unsafe re-entry to the to the track. Yeah, shout out to Dave Munners here. He's just like,
0: look, let's just put some gravel there. You know, you really don't want to force them off that part. That'll slow them down. There's no need for concrete (laughs) freaking wall. (laughs) Yeah, that'll stop them. Can't be walls. Yeah, but I mean, you look you look at Danny Rick though in terms of what he did. That, you know, it sort of ejects the car into the sky. Like, it's, like, repels the planet. That's how much yeah. sort of bump that you get. So there's no advantage. Anyway, whatever. It's a ridiculous yeah. corner. Russia's a ridiculous yeah. track. If uh, the FI <laughs> would just like to delete it from the calendar for next year, that'd be fantastic. Uh, Tommy T, this was probably the one of the only races in my life that I wanted to switch off halfway through because Ugh. of uh, the broadcast. Yep. I think it's about time <laughs> that uh, you maybe share your thoughts about the oh. re- the actual well, broadcast.
1: great segment, Tommy. Great segment. <laughs> this, is, this is the... Segment. This is why we have this segment this week.
2: Do we have like a little video sting to go with this one? I think we need one.
0: Yeah, I think we need... We've got uh, an audio
2: sting, but we need a video one too. Campy Hawaiian dancing, I think, is, yes. is where that I needs that to I don't be. Know <laughs> Just, Just to across the bottom of the screen. <laughs> uh, so, for those of you who know, I'm very big into the NBA, and this is NBA playoffs. So, I was kind of preoccupied. And when I found out that we had Karun doing majority of the uh, <laughs> colour commentary I was oh, out, God. I uh, watched bare minimum. I jumped on for qualifying <laughs> and pretty much muted it. And then I jumped on for the race and didn't watch much pre-race. Um, we didn't get a flyover. It was just very subpar. We had lots of fans, but they kind of still didn't do a lot of the extra things that we're used to. Yeah. Um, yep. What well, we about that
1: Russian national anthem? Yeah, that was- <laughs> Yeah,
2: we should mention that.
1: That was incredible. Overwhelming. Big thumbs up.
2: If we were going to rank the anthems, it's up there, eh? Yeah, oh, totally. <sighs>
0: Kvyat needs oh. to get on the podium. And Lisa yeah. Just for that. Just yes, for and that. Then, then 20 ex KGB
1: officers arrive on the podium oh, to sing it for God, him.
0: How good would that be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, a, that was a visual thing. <laughs> like, What yeah. am I yeah. looking at
2: here? It looks like a yeah. Cold War movie. Well, those government no, do officials, t-
1: they look scary.
2: <laughs> yeah. I do have two points from the race that. Because that's what I watched. We had Crofty singing Stuck in the Middle for some reason. I have no idea. I can't remember the incident, but he thought it was appropriate to sing and Karun kind of let him do it. <laughs> and then we had Crofty with a ghastly pass on Kimi Raikkonen where he's been waiting to do this all year apparently and he said that is the true alpha male. <sighs> uh, Crofty's getting worse week to week. We have Genuinely. to talk about this. Oh, I, I look, I, yeah, I love
0: it
1: when old guys, like older guys getting senile and just says what he, <laughs> what he's thinking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just he's not good, not old, care less about guy. anything else. <laughs> but when oh, it's, so when, know, when to be it's your job, anyway. <laughs> when it's your
0: job, you need to bloody do it better. Like honestly, this, I feel like we're constantly picking up the scraps. I've had this conversation with a few people, if you've reached out via Instagram, uh, Mikey White, uh, you and I spoke about this today just saying, you know yes, some diehards will have to be staying up to watch the race late but even if you're catching this up on KO later or whatever the scraps that we pick up from Sky are horrific and just not even relevant to what we're watching. And the same in the US. I know you guys pick up through ESPN the same issues that we've got. When you're watching the scrap at the back for 14th, 15th, and 16th because they're three Brits, I get that. If you're watching in the UK, down here, don't care. Give me Danny Ricciardo and actually explain why he dropped behind Max Verstappen yeah. and, and Ocon on the first lap. didn't see that at all. Still as, don't know it, still don't 24 know. hours, no, hours no. after the race. He probably ran wide somewhere, but that's just us guessing. But in terms of the actual – quality of that broadcast. It was terrible. Like just the whole oh. weekend was shocking. We, just, all we heard about the Nürburgring. Uh, sorry. Do, sorry. heard about the 24 hour Le Mans, not Nürburgring. That's where we're going next uh, fortnight. Uh, but with Paul DeResta, thank goodness he wasn't there. So we was just <laughs> going, well, oh, look at me. I won the LMP2. I know oh, just fantastic. Anthony Davidson had to cop not winning and poor Croft. or well, Crofty was just having a crack at him and he was like, okay, yeah, I'm just still really tired Thanks. from <laughs> the race and <laughs> I'm still here at work. Uh, um, uh, but the overall vibe was just terrible. Commentary oh. was really substandard. He, Crofty kept getting things wrong. Karun just felt like he had to, like me, fill space sometimes with noise, oh. and it just. Did
1: you just compare yourself to Karoon? <laughs> <did laughs> you? <laughs> 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 do you call you the Karun of this podcast. do <laughs> 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 so the fans. We all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind Karoon. He's he's, yeah. he's good in small doses. Yeah, but you're right. As a commentary, just too like, much. Right. it yeah. was yeah. just Shut like,
0: up. oh, let me just. I just need to talk about this now, and let me finish this point. Like they, Crofty would go off on a tangent. About about you know Stroll's sister, and then he'd be like, oh, let me just finish my point. It's like, don't finish your point. He's moved it on for a reason.
2: The best part was mum happened to catch the start before the race, and she's like, that guy's pants are extremely tight. (laughs) 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 Yes, you are correct.
1: Tommy T's mum's got it going on. Uh,
0: (laughs) She's not wrong. 10 out of 10 for Tommy T's mum's (laughs) review of that. Uh, What's your score? That. What's your score for the broadcast oh, for this week? Zero. One, if you're lucky. Oh, if seriously. we're lucky. Uh, if Genuinely you If terrible. you think If you think we're wrong in that we missed some sort of highlights, please let us know. But I think you're probably sure. wrong. Yeah. Email
2: the reserve drivers.
0: <laughs> Don't email us. No, because that horrible. podcast won't come out for another three weeks. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the races. we always do, boys. Good. Yeah, but it just obviously it takes a lot of editing for them to shove that all together because it's always yeah. about fourteen days too late. Uh, it's about as fast as the SF one thousand. That's how fast they're. Uh, let's talk. I think about-
2: they'd like that joke. Yeah, think,
0: let's talk about the race. <laughs> In terms of each of the teams, as we do each uh, recap episode, uh, and this time we're going to talk about Williams at the back. Uh, George Russell had a pretty good outing in terms of qualifying this time around, but uh, he didn't finish all that uh, high up the grid, 18th in Latifi, after just showing how good a driver he is by putting his car into the wall. Uh, it, not in the race, obviously, but he finished 16th. Uh, Tommy T,
2: your thoughts on Williams for the weekend? Latifi kind of had his number in the race. Mm. I don't know if there was something else, but George couldn't get past. Mm. Like, he was sitting behind him at a steady kind of margin to get close again and then maybe overheat from following too close or whatever, but genuinely impressed by Latifi. Uh, after that crash, obviously, which was <laughs> very funny when he came over the radio five seconds later <laughs> after the <your> crash. <laughs> Yeah, I've crashed. <laughs> just thanks, mate. We're pretty <laughs> yeah, she aware. Is. I've crashed. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but can't help it. was you mentioned before quickly that uh, three Brit wide battle. Yeah, George had some moments, but that was kind of it for him. And then he just.
0: But you know what? He
2: literally finished last after well, the two retired. He did. Well, I think we've. Sorry, you go.
0: No, I was going to say. Know what? He should not have been in that fight. He's no, fighting with the other and two, fighting Ball. with him, and a Williams. So good, down. like honestly, props to you, George. You are going to go a hell of a long way, my man. And you're an incredible driver. You are keeping those guys at bay, and it also shows that Williams has made a couple of steps in the right direction. But
2: no, I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go. Okay. When he gets in a real car, he's going to look disappointing. Oh.
0: Ah. Huh. Wow.
1: Well, 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 I think we're seen some chinks. In, I in. think we're seeing some yeah. chinks in his armor.
0: Go
2: on. Tell
1: the us. three times he has raced wheel-to-wheel wheel this year, he's binned it. Mm. Or shit the bed somehow. <laughs>
2: Terrible race, but <laughs> reckon. can't be.
1: He's not used to it. I mean, he hasn't had much opportunity in the 20 or 35 races that he's done so far. But I think... The same he he's racing good.
2: the legend with one hand, like... Genuinely, yeah, last I year, know. yeah. I'm- Legend, we love Robert. Yes, but at yeah. least you remember his name. He that- <laughs> did this. Yes, we love Robert. Hey, I was that? I, I remember. I remember Sergey
0: Sorokin drove for Williams this week, and I was like, oh yeah, he was a driver. That's just random. Couldn't think of his name for the last two years. Sergey, he beat Lance Stroll
1: too, didn't he? He did. Yep. Yeah. Did he? Yep.
2: But he's. I don't know but about you're that. You impressed? I don't know about. I don't know about all the hype. There's a lot of George hype. Yeah. And I well, think it's going train. to kind of... It's prove me wrong. Yeah, like I'd, I'd like it to be right, but genuinely, I don't know. We've seen I other people know. in that Williams <clears throat> actually kind of get close to podiums. It's not the same Williams, but... I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if we should have seen yeah. at least a bloody point from the guy in two years. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. He very yeah, close last weekend. On. Very, very close. Right, two two about-
0: bits of beat him last year. He did. He did. Yeah, let's talk about Haas. He and uh, I also want to mention about uh, these next two teams, Alpha Romeo as well. That these neither of these four seats are confirmed for twenty twenty one. Might be a good point, Tom Camp, to talk about uh, Schumacher. And his little, his little uh, run in oh. F two because we were a bit doubting. It's like Valerie what I said us. Uh, we're happy to be proved wrong because uh, yeah. all our facts are made up, obviously. But uh, <laughs> Schumacher is actually coming to the party a bit campy in terms of his potential for. I reckon yeah. he's going to go to Alpha Romeo next year.
1: Well, everyone said at the start of the year, you've got to make strides in your first year. You have got to. Put it on the line and show people that you can beat. After we left the Austria doubleheader, he had zero points and was well behind and wasn't performing very well. What a turnaround it has been. Yeah. In uh, Magello, he took over the lead of the World Championship in F2 mm-hmm. with a couple of races left, uh, two or three, I can't remember. This weekend, came out, romped home in race one for a, uh, for a win. And in race two, Got second or third hmm. in him Was it third? No, he was third So he's consolidated His, uh, his points lead in that F2 championship
2: I bet. But consistency's been his big thing Like he hasn't yeah. had wins hmm. But he's been consistent It's yeah, kind he's of what we're seeing from Max this year Is kind of a a comparison Max hasn't won a lot But he's been always up the top yep. Getting a lot of points
1: yeah, So we'll see him in F1 Next year or the year after I still think give him. Don't rush him in There's no need to rush him in at the
2: moment Give him another year. Yeah, I know. Give him another year. Um, I'd like to see him next to Kimmy though. I reckon that'd be interesting.
0: But I think that's also good for his development, right? If he if he sits, in, like I agree with you, I'd, I think, and I said this last podcast, I think we're, we're pushing these young people too early into seats that uh, older people, and I'm talking like 24, 25, 26, uh, going, Not oh, you're Kimmy too Ode. old, get out. Not Kimmy Odd, who was <laughs> like 100. He was there at the first <laughs> race in F1, and he'll be there in the last F1 race. Um, but he gets to learn, right? Whereas if you send yeah. him in Haas next to who uh, we don't even know yet, but even K-Mag or Grosjean, he's not going to learn... Uh, anywhere nearly as quickly, in collecting which case be, he would be collecting a lot of data, but it would be better for him to stay right in on. F2 and that thing. So I honestly think he, for him, and if the F1 is the right path for him, it needs to be in Alfa Romeo, as you say, Tommy T, with
2: with Kimi. Um I don't know. If I, if I was that, him, I wouldn't want to be in F2 next year with Oscar coming Oscar coming up. He's going to bloody take your crown, mate. But different academy, Renault versus Ferrari Academy. So, you know, I think Oscar's yeah, going to win the F2 championship, mate. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to make you like a clown. Yeah,
0: good. Of course well, mate. I'm here for that. Oscar Piastri can win everything, and then he can come into Formula One and win the title after yes. that. That's oh, probably that's not how that works.
1: Uh, is Mick Schumacher the nail in Giovinazzi's career? Then yeah, it has to be. It
0: has to be. Yep. Look, we've spoken about right. Giovinazzi I very seen little. Um, well, I just don't think you know. It's very hard to ignore that this is a Schumacher, right? Uh, and even Ralph Schumacher, Ooh, yeah. as his son, is in the championship as well, and he's he's doing well. He'll end up probably in in F1 eventually as well, but. Mick Schumacher, you know, it's Michael Schumacher's son. He drove the car last week, uh, the last fortnight in um, Mugello, just seeing oh. that it, 2004, if I can get that out. Uh, that was fantastic. It was probably my favorite part of that whole weekend. Um, but you can't, as like a team like Alfa Romeo struggling at the back, they need a bit of love and attention, right? Mm. So they need that kind of sponsorship through through that Yep. But let's talk about Haas because uh, i tell you what, K-Mag and Groshon actually had a pretty good outing. K-Mag sp- specifically, uh, he ended up in 12th. Uh, which uh, is ahead of a Ferrari in that of Sebastian Vettel. So fair play to him. Uh, He had a stellar start. He's had stellar starts all season. Uh, Made up a ton of places um, and it it helps when you're at the back of the grid because you know where to put the car when other people are crashing into each other in front of you. Um, But in terms of the attitude of the team and where we see them going, uh, Grosjean is making noises that he's leaving next year. I don't know if you picked that up in any of the press conferences, but he's sort of uh, analyzing his future, and he—I don't think he sees himself in Formula One. Campy, where who's going to collect the data at the back of the pack for Haas?
1: Who knows? It'll be Sergio and Hulkenberg. I reckon. I reckon Magnussen's gone too. Yeah. Although i will be taken. I'd be. I don't look. We rag on Grosjean. He's an easy target, and he's French. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i don't actually—I don't mind him, and I'm probably. I think that way because of his time at Lotus when he was consistently scoring podiums yep. in that Red Bull era. Yep. In that Red Bull era. Um, I think a guy I can drive. Do I think he's going to get a top drive? Absolutely not. He should, you know, get out of us. He doesn't want to be racing back there. That no. team, because of the Ferrari motor, is a shambles at the moment. They seem to have made some gains this year and improved on where they were uh, this time last year. But unfortunately for them, they've got that Ferrari motor in the bag of it and it's a shambles. Uh, so... And because of the results, public opinion does have some sway in this sport at times. Magnuson and Grosjean, you've just got to get rid of them. Gene Haas has been good to them to keep them yeah. this long, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, you're right. Um, but with drivers like Checo Perez, Hulkenberg on the table, who deserve drives, who have been consistently good performers throughout the years.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm looking at Grosjean and Magnuson going, getting rid of both of you and bringing these two in. And they have the race together before as teammates yeah. as well.
2: Yeah. so true. Um, and both bring fan bases, which is kind of good for the American team, to be honest. I think yeah. those two that you mentioned, Hulkenberg and Perez, will bring a fan base that the American supporters will like and want to root for, yeah. whereas Grosjean and K-Mag are a bit anonymous and kind of quiet. They're not really, I don't know, American fans are going to get behind them. And yeah. there's part of it that's like even if they haven't done anything that wrong – just the shambles that's been, they need a shake-up of some kind. The culture has just dipped. So, You know I like NBA, but there's a kind of culture that if you come into a losing team, you kind of remain a loser because you just have this kind of era of loser around. Whereas if you kind of change it up, shake things up, bring in new blood, bring in new things, you kind of can shake that off and do something different. I think at the moment, unless they make a change, it's just going to stay the same. I don't think they're going to be able to shake that kind of thing off their back of... We're Haas and we're a bit rubbish and we kind of make the mistakes. It's interesting. Yeah. Next
1: year is going to be a drag too. Yeah. You know, oh. we're, we're gearing ourselves up for a, a new set of regs next year. Big driver changes in the market it hasn't really turned out the way it should have been because of this,
2: because
1: mm. uh, of COVID. Mm. So next year is going on, to be Haas a lot was of my the same. Team.
2: Yeah, totally. I loved Haas. I thought they were really interesting. I thought this was going to be awesome. I'm a secret American, kind of like heavy. I'm a secret love it. American, there it is, <laughs> there it is. But Here's I kind of like, I kind of like the idea of. Not I like I, I still like the idea of us, but the execution is just horrible, and I think they need to be a bit more ruthless and go. Yeah. Sorry, these aren't the two faces that we need for this team. We need something that we can get fans behind and they're actually going to get some results and not just crash into each other. Yeah. And that's a yeah. thing. Like they just won't ever shake that. Will they, that,
0: that, you know, we've all and on kind of as well, as much as, you know, last in the Mugello, he ended up not crashing twice, which was phenomenal. Well, he crashed kind of once and then managed to get out of the gravel, but yeah, it just, It needs a refresh, and uh, Gunter deserves that too. He deserves two drivers uh, who will get on well together and do what they're told, but also value add to the team. I just don't think we've got that, and I think you're right in terms of seeing at least their performance uh, on camera off track. Uh, They're just not... All together with it, whereas Hulk and, and Sergio, and Sergio oh. especially at the moment, just really showing his worth. I um, yep. really hope Seb manages to prove his worth next year. Otherwise, that would have been an incredibly wrong call. Right, Alfa Romeo, Kimi, superstar Kimi, uh, came in 14th this, this weekend. Um, he qualified last again, the second time this year.
2: It's like the, Did you sleep in or something?
0: Oh, it's just this it's car. Inter- like it just—I want him to stay next year because I want Kimi to stay in the sport, but I don't want him to stay next year in a terrible car. Campy, yep. what do you think about Kimi staying? I mean, I would like to see. I want Ferrari. him to stay,
1: but I want him to stay. But with that Ferrari motor, it's going to be more of the same this year for next year. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, there's no changes in the regs, not small changes. Um, will be. The bigger changes will come in twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I don't want him to see him driving at the back. And can he
0: wait that long? And that's that's the real question. Yeah. I mean, then it's another couple of years.
1: And look, the fire's still in his belly. Still drives extremely well. You see some of the wheel to wheel racing that he puts pressure on the other drivers who are trying to pass him in faster cars. Mm. Guy's still got it. So keep him around, oh, yeah. I think. But mm. I, I don't want to see him there. He's not just making up the numbers in F one. He's a way better driver than Giva sure. He's a good measuring stick for everybody else. Yep. And if Mick Schumacher gets that drive, then, you know, Kimi, who better to be a measuring stick for Mick Schumacher and see if he's got what totally. it takes? Yeah. I mean, yep. you still got to give these young kids, you know, a year in the sport. I mean, look how shit Lance Stroll was the first year in his Williams. He was nowhere. Yep. But given that time to become better and get used to the systems and the cars... I mean, I still don't think he's a great driver, but he's improved to a point where he's consistently competitive enough, mm-hmm. um, and he's meets minimum standards that are required and gets the odd result. So, Mick Schumacher, yeah, look, who knows what happens, but we just haven't seen a lot from the Misu. It's been pretty mediocre and underperforming. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not their fault. It's because of
2: Ferrari. Yeah, so. they're just the other alpha now, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Well, let's yeah.
0: let's talk about uh, the other alpha, Alpha Tauri. Uh, Kvyat was uh, primed to to have a stonking race. Uh, he almost did right at the very end, last lap uh, up on Ocon in the inside. Uh, didn't decide to send it though. But he finished in eighth. Gasly finishing in ninth. Jeez, uh, the might have fallen though since uh, Monza. Yeah. Has, uh,
2: a lot of that. Yeah. Is, Campy's going to say, "Told you." so. Yeah,
0: there you go, Campy. You're you're ready and told you're right. You so. So, <laughs> Kvyat. Kiviat looked
1: really good in qualifying. He he really did. good. Didn't get a lap in Q two, which was a shame mm. because of the whole uh red flag. That, f- that whole fiasco. Um but Kvyat, since since Gasly's had that win, Kvyat's you know, beaten him straight up twice in a row. I mean, for Kiviat, he got the benefit of starting eleventh tie choice. Good mm-hmm. strategy played into his hand a bit, but um yeah, I still don't still don't remember. He rate. still drove well. I don't rate either of them particularly highly. I still think they're C-grade drivers uh, for me. uh, But it was good to see Kvyat. I predicted he'd have a good result on that tyres. Unfortunately, uh, I just think that Renault was too slippery in the straight line, which, you know, the reason why the Alpha Terry was quick because it had a tiny bit more... Downforce for those medium to low-speed corners and high-speed corners, which helped them get their pace up. But once you get stuck behind a car with the characteristics of the Renault, it was tough to um, it was tough to, to chase him down and get in the right spot, right place on the racetrack where he needed to be. Yeah, but uh, yep. Otherwise, he would have passed Ocon and he would have passed that Ferrari pretty easily, I think, uh, but that's a shame, uh, and he had a long time to do it, a lot fresher ties, but mm. circumstances sometimes, I mean, he could have finished yeah. sixth, really, yeah. and that would yeah. have been a stonking result, and um, totally. I mean, I was, yeah, anyway, yeah, they had a good weekend, though, good Double points finish for a team
0: like that. It's good. Yeah, it is good. It was certainly better than the last time out for for them. Uh, McLaren did not have a good time out, though, did they? Tommy T, uh, that little uh, chicane, great. Carlos is like, yo, I'm going to come through, and he Mario carted himself into the wall.
2: (laughs) Carlos has had it. A very average season. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I genuinely think he's going to be better than his season next year. Yeah, he doesn't care. Right. He's
0: already got a He's signed for Ferrari. He's
2: like, whatever, it doesn't matter, right? He doesn't As care. he's not so much average for his part, but just unlucky. He's had some very unlucky results. He's had a couple of DNFs. He's had some mechanical things. He's had a shocking year in that respect. Yep. And it's not going to get better.
1: Out-qualified, he's outqualified qualified Lando in the last five races. He's stepped up. Yeah. Felt some pressure right. early on.
2: I'm not saying any, anything against Carlos. It's more just like he's been very unlucky and it's just not great. Like this, I don't know what he was supposed to do there. Like is that we saw he was trying to go through that probably too fast. Yep. Yeah. But this is an opening lap and that's what everyone's doing. Everyone's If you slowed there, he'd be back. He'd be back at the grid, which is, I don't know. But like well, We saw abism, Lando so.
0: had, got squeezed all the way to the back of the grid and yeah. uh, almost collected Carlos as Carlos totally. went through the wall. That was, yeah.
2: So if, you, if you'd not understand what we said, so this is going through turn two. If you go over the sausage kerbs, you have to re-enter the track through these polystyrene blocks. Bollards. Bollards, which is basically just what your bloody laptop comes in. <laughs> it's the polystyrene <laughs> left over. Yeah, and they painted it with some orange and then stuck it in the ground. But basically it shoots you towards this sticking out bit of metal uh, Concrete barrier, and that's what Carlos's yeah. front left hit, and he's just ricocheted onto the front of the track. So Carlos committed way too much speed going yeah, through that spot. Yeah, without and you can the, understand why
1: he didn't have the right angle. It's not like nah. it's not like Maxi. Max had clear view to line that up. Mm-hmm. I can see what Carlos was trying to do, but then
2: when he got there, he's like, "Oh, oh. shit, I don't have the room. I thought I had." <laughs> I've
0: made a huge mistake. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. But poor, poor dude. Like. Just just unlucky. He's been in just tough situations. Yep. We know Carlos is a good driver, and I, I do hope he does well. And if I was going to pick my choice of future Ferrari drivers, I'd be backing Carlos. I think he's a much more consistent yep. Guy, we said that last year that he was the most improved yeah. and in you know,
0: the best of the rest driving-wise. Yeah. Uh, Lando, though, didn't have a great time out. 15th, uh, you, McLaren playing around at the back of the grid. We've talked about it before. Why was he playing at the back? Yeah, it's, Get on with well, it. And people who were talking about Danny Rick going to McLaren, going, oh, this is not a good move potentially with where McLaren is, that's only playing yeah. into your hands in terms of an argument.
2: Yeah. So they de- he did have to pit early and for, he literally sat on his tires for i think it was 45 of the 53 laps 40, the, yeah 40 yeah whatever it was, it was ridiculous like i i don't know what they thought he, you could see in the last kind of 10 laps of the race he was just falling off and albon sailed past him who was his kind of direct comparison once all of that chaos had settled but Albon ended up in 10th, yeah. which is – and he was sitting back at, Isn't it? I think, 16th. 18th. Yep,
0: 18th yeah, or something. Yep. for a
2: while. With a couple of laps, with kind of maybe 10 laps to go. Mm. So just a bad strategy, I think, for him. Not that he drove terribly. I think just that strategy was never going to get him anything, to be honest. It,
1: look, they got, he got compromised because yep. of the science crash. He got shuffled right back when he to the back of the pack because he took avoiding action – um, he got a puncture in his tyres for running over the debris from Carlos, um, which sucked as well. They put him on that hard tyre, and it just didn't even have the pace to get past the Williams. Hence why he's, he's in that battle where he's trying to pass, where it was him, Albon, and uh, George Russell. And that ultimately stuffed this race. Now, mm. I don't think you've got to try something in that position. You can't not, you know, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, didn't. totally. They probably should have got points, but what else do you do? They tried something, so I don't mind that. Mm. But... um. Yeah, I think that midfield is really close at the moment. Yeah. There's, there's a good, you know, two, two and a half, three tenths can be the difference between starting P four, P five, all the way back to P eleven, P twelve, and yeah. and Carl, uh, and sorry for Lando, he's been you know a tenth and a half, two tenths slower than signs, and that's ultimately affected his his results in the last. You know, four or five weeks as well. So he needs to he needs to step up a bit, I think.
0: Let's talk about Ferrari and Charles Leclerc put Lando, well, sorry, put Lando put uh, Lance Stroll right out, which means my fantasy team turbo oh, driver was really working against that. me from corner like three, and uh, he was also <laughs> complaining that Charles didn't get a penalty. It's like, mate, racing incident, just get over it. But um, Charles actually. You know, did pretty well. I don't like to say that. Came in sixth, but I want to talk about Seb first. Uh, Tommy T. His little accident. Not sure if you saw that um, in qualifying, where he uh, he's a, the Ferrari strategist. He's a track marshal. He's a Ferrari <laughs> driver. He's everything. He cleaned up
2: after himself. What a gentleman! Love that. I think Star. he was more worried that people were going to figure out the error, and they just didn't want any secrets getting. What secrets? You don't want a terribly slow car. <laughs> All right, I'll just no, get rid of this. I didn't for want you. a marshal keeping that as a bloody souvenir. Uh, he's like, no, it's valuable. We need to keep that. I'm going to take that with me next year to Aston. <laughs> yeah, because he's not getting paid. Yeah, he's getting he pennies to sell in a bowl next year. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, a bit of a nothing. He kind of hit the inside of that and then just spun. Just put put it millimeters into the wrong part of the track and just slipped. Yeah, hit that orange curve, didn't he? Which
0: you don't want to put anything on. It's like in Indy and yeah. uh, Fernando Alonso putting that front left on that little bit of concrete, just completely unsettled yeah. the car. Yeah, totally. I've got a conspiracy theory about it Of course you do Please, Campy, well,
1: share it. We all know there's a bit of fuckery afoot at that Ferrari at the moment.
0: <laughs> 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 he says as oh. the room gets darker, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to turn some lights on? This is just going <laughs> to be just his face coming out. No, please go on. Have you got that tinfoil hat, handy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I use it as a no, reflector.
1: I think I said crash deliberately so he'd get a whole new chassis because oh. clearly the one he's got, there's something fundamentally wrong with it, which would this suggest- This is
2: there already second chassis.
1: Yeah, good. He's just going through coughing and money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck
2: you, Ferrari, I hate you. <laughs> He's just ripping through money, is what you're saying. He's just sabotaging. Which uh, is not
0: surprising, uh, for a conspiracy theory from yeah. Thomas Camp. Unfortunately, we can see your face again. I just love the <laughs> conspiracy oh. theory as everything gets a lot darker. <laughs> yeah. I am the Senate kind vibe <laughs> coming from the darkness. <laughs> uh but Charlotte uh, unfortunately, as I said, uh, had a not too bad of a race. Um, shout out to John Smallcombe if you're listening. Uh, he got in touch and said, uh, you know, he's impressed by Charles. And uh, look, I can be a little bit impressed with him considering how he drove for a car that was pretty terrible uh, considering bomb was intense. Got so lucky
1: on strategy too. He did,
0: absolutely. And that plays into a lot of it, doesn't it? As As always with him, he doesn't always deserve yep. to be there. It's just kind of opportunistic in a lot of ways. He still sucks. <laughs> still your whipping boy. <laughs> uh, racing point, Sergio Perez finishing fourth. Really happy for him uh, this weekend because he's, yeah, he's, he's further away, mind you, from getting upgrades again because Lance Stroll put the bloody car into the wall. Uh, clearly the current yeah. aero package is working pretty well for him though. <laughs> uh, well, he's
1: ahead of Stroll on points now, isn't yep. he? So he should get, next time, he should get priority. He <sighs> yeah. should get priority. Yeah. And he's yeah. way faster and has been for two years. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah well, has been for his entire career. You think he'd career. get priority, to drive for next year it's anyway. It's funny that he was
2: behind on points when he didn't do
0: two races. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, shocking, isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love the fact
1: that he came out and romped at home in qualifying and got a great result in great the race. Qualifying. Yes, he didn't get a great start, but he recouped. There was some solid pace in that car. Yep. Yep. He's given Otmare and Lawrence Stroll the two big fingers, the big yeah. old, fuck you boys.
2: <laughs> I reckon he's <laughs> oh. just making his campaign for that Red Bull seat. Yeah, oh, I, reckon absolutely. He, I reckon he's going there. He has to go there. I, has I, to, I think doesn't he? he's going to be such a good second driver to max. I think yeah, but that would be such a good But 10. he's also
0: not even showing that he has to be necessarily a second driver. He's just yeah. Yeah. another great driver who can rear gun. And when there's an issue with the other car, he's just like, here you go. Here I am. I'm romping. And, yeah. you know, he's in the racing yeah. point. He's not as fast as a Red Bull. And there's yeah. been some tracks like, you know, Belgium wasn't really great for them. But most of the other time, he's putting that car exactly where it needs to be and just stopped a lot of overtaking yeah. moves
2: uh, coming yeah. to three as well we know he's good on tyres too he does really well with alternate strategies those kind of things he's just going to be the perfect kind of complementary piece to that Red Bull team where Max is outstanding but sometimes something's going to happen Max has had a couple of DNFs and a few mechanical things Perez would be there instantly to get some points Yep, probably get on the podium so which Albon has been nowhere near doing (laughs) can't be Oh, I think
1: I've been critical of of Perez, particularly last year. I put him in that, you know, BC. This year, with the car underneath him, he's performed really, really well. Yep. Got some solid results um, and been consistently up there, beating Stroll, which is not hard to do. It probably suggests that there's a bit more in that car than what's than what they're putting on track at the moment, but... um. I just hope he gets a good drive yeah. because he got that. I've said before he got that drive with McLaren early on. It was too, just too young to rush him. Yeah. Yep. By the end of the year, Jensen Button like, "This kid is fast," but McLaren mm-hmm. went another direction. I hope he gets that chance next year in a Red Bull. Well, yep. if I really do.
2: Yeah. Um, and Red It'd Bull would be sad, would sad be, to see him go to a lower team than uh, Racing Point, yeah. wouldn't it?
1: It was just, like the guy deserves, the guy deserves after his so performance tall. this year and throughout his whole career, really. I've uh, changed my mind on him. I'm, I'm a yeah. big fan of him. Now yeah. that he's an underdog and he's been treated like shit yeah. publicly, and yeah. no one can give you a straight answer on it, we just get the awful, ah, oh, there's contract. There's contract. There's <laughs> a contract. It's just like, oh, like, Mark, grow a bloody spine, you muppet. Everyone knows what's going on. Just come out and be honest about yep. it. Yep. Oh, this guy's dad owns the team, so it's got a bit of sway. And we're like, "Oh, good! Now it's on public record, so we know." Yeah. I don't think Lance Stroll has any respect with the other drivers because he never should have got a drive in F1 when he did in the first place. No. Yes, he's performed. Yes, he's consistent. Meets his minimum standard, but I'd hate to be that guy on the grid rocking up every week, knowing mm. that the whole world thinks you're a bit of a knob. <laughs> oh, that would suck. I mean, oh, well, you go through it every year. <laughs>
0: Love it Love it Love it. <laughs> and obviously, Stroll didn't finish uh, this race again. And just, it just it's just petulance, honestly. I'm not a, not a fan of how he's acting on camera at the moment. Does he even show emotion? No, I don't think so. He's a
2: robot from Canada.
0: Hey. <laughs> he's a robot. Uh, he's a let's talk about Renault. Uh, we'll talk about our superstar in just a moment. But uh, Ocon, fair play to him, actually got a pretty decent start and was uh, head right, of Maxi Stafford at one point. Um, but for the rest of the time, not okay. Campy Go.
1: Yeah, I think it was car set up. I think, I think uh, yeah, car set up. Ocon's car was set up to perform really well on the first stint, and we saw how much quicker Danny Rick was on the hards. Uh, he did get a good start, but then again, I don't know how he got past Danny Ricardo, so we can't even make <laughs> comments on it. I would suggest that Max and Danny Rick will go on toe-to-toe, and Max got his elbows out and compromised Danny Rick's exit somewhere, which enabled Ocon to get in front. But, uh, yeah, look, he's rubbish, I think. He needs to go. If I'm Renault, I'm seriously looking at my investment in Ocon this year and going it hasn't panned out the way we wanted it. And if they had some balls for Alpine, they'd just throw up his contract and bring Hulk back in next year. Good pronunciation of that. Hulk and Alonso.
2: (laughs) Yeah, what Alpine? I missed it. not Alpine? Alpine, get sure.
1: you. Alpine, yeah,
2: it's <laughs> great. I was thinking of you when I said oh, it. Oh, thanks. I don't know how you <laughs> feel about that. But you're right. It's hey. a mnemonic device. I think of James T. <laughs> this is turning. <laughs> this is turning yeah. the wrong direction.
0: Uh, Campy, really good point. Hulk, Hulk, yeah. back to Reno. Like yeah. alongside Alonso, that would be really oh, good, and he deserves Ocon it. Hasn't, Ocon
1: hasn't. Alcon has proved this year that he does not belong in F1, in my opinion. No.
2: Nothing.
0: I think oh, you can... I'm very that's the Oz F1 opinion. That's the uh, that's the Royal way. Uh, I think that's everyone's opinion.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's everyone's opinion. Yeah. And he didn't want to fight Max Verstappen, which would have been the best thing ever.
0: <laughs> Brazil. <laughs>
1: And Max called him a pussy. Yeah, it was so
0: great. <laughs> and just watching, watching Kimmy and Lewis sitting next to him in the press conference, both smirking. Especially Kimmy was like, you've learned well. My <laughs> <I won." laughs> That's Max. what I want
2: to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: so great. Uh, Danny Ricciardo, let's talk about our superstar. As we spoke about a little <sighs> bit earlier in terms of the penalty that he was served, he just got on with the job, didn't he? And uh, it didn't matter in the end anyway because he was over 10 seconds away from Charles Leclerc. The guy, look, I just want to bring this up here. A couple of people have reached out and said, uh, look, I'm concerned that Danny Rick has made the wrong decision again leaving a team like Red Bull going to Renault and then they fell away from 2018 to 19. 2018, they were strong. 2019, they were rubbish. 2020, they're strong again. And I've got to say, I think it's because of how Danny Rick has structured that team. We've spoken about Schumacher a lot and Ferrari and, and how he built that up. And yes, they sort of did a fluke of a car and that's why they won for such a long time. But the reason why they're doing so much better this year, in my mind, is because of Danny Rick's influence. And so, yes, yeah, that'll agree. continue for next year, but McLaren will benefit from that for 2021. And really it's 2022 where we're looking for world title Ricardo. So a year yep. potentially in that sort of third, fourth, fifth, sixth spot fine, so be it as far as I'm concerned because Alpine or, or Renault won't necessarily have that momentum that McLaren has right now. They certainly don't have the leadership and yeah. they won't have Danny Ricardo. So that's my two cents on that. Uh, Campy, what do you think in terms of that?
1: Yeah, I think you said everything you need to say. I think I think either way, I've got a feeling about Danny Rick. At the end of his career, whether he moves to Renault or moves to McLaren, either way, he will win a world championship or he won't. I mean, I don't think that decision is is a bad decision. Uh, I think McLaren are on an upward trajectory. Yeah, yep. One year with that Mercedes engine in it next year. But I am nervous. I get it. I said this last yeah. podcast. I do get it. And it's the first time I said it out loud. Um Renault have got some genuine like they've got some past results which make them a good, good, good team to drive for. Uh they just need to put it together. We saw what they did when they uh in 05 and 06 when they uh, knocked Ferrari off their pedestal with Fernando Alonso, and then we saw the engine that they provided Red Bull mm. uh, from, you know, 2008 or whatever it was through to 2015. But, you know, Red, I mean, Renault has a strong history in this sport and they're a good team. It'd be ironic that if Fernando Alonso came back and had that world champion winning car that he's been looking for ever since he left them. Um, Either way, I just think Danny Rick is a superstar. He's performing. Look, he's getting the results this year, but I still think he out-drove that car to the same level that he is now. Last year, he's getting accolades because he's getting results. That guy is a bona fide superstar. I mean, people are saying he's driving better than he has in his whole career. I just think he's that good. He's that consistent performer, and he's in the same realms of your Max Verstappens and Lewis Hamilton's. Um, he's he's in the top three drivers on the grid at the moment. And uh, hopefully he can get into a car next year, which is somewhat competitive, but we're really looking for 2022 when he marks that world championship year, gets into McLaren with a good Mercedes in it. They get the jump on everybody else. They get some design features right. Yep. Bang, come to Melbourne, wins his home race 2022, and away we go to a world championship. That's what we want, and that'll solidify his spot in the sport for the next decade.
2: I just think that if there's a spectrum of Ferrari to Mercedes is the two pillars of the other side. I think Renault's more of a Ferrari, culture-wise. I think they're a bit of a hodgepodge, is a bit of... like Cyril is (laughs) very emotional and crazy. He does some weird stuff. I don't think there's the structure that you want which is going to win world titles, which is the more Mercedes style of structure of a team and very professional, very slick, which is McLaren. And I think they're more on that spectrum, which I think throw a fun Danny Ricardo in there. He's the most professional guy at the right time, but he's also fun. So I think McLaren's going to be the perfect spot for him. We know that they love having fun over there, but they're also super serious when they need to. I think Seidel is going to be great for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Danny yeah, and Rick's always liked him too. Yeah, totally. Danny
1: Rick came out and said, that's why I went to the team because I saw saw. Wow, so. I think
2: that pairing is going to be amazing. Mm. And McLaren's getting serious. They've they've had enough of being not back at the top. It's been too long. They know yeah. that they should be at the top of this sport. They've got enough money to do it. And I think they're really committed to doing that with young Lando and Danny Ricciardo, who they know is one of the best drivers on the grid still. Yep. Yeah.
1: And I think if you look at the conversations that are coming out, politically oh sorry, with hindsight of the past. I mean Zach Brown has always wanted Daniel Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo said I want Andreas Seidel. So Zach Brown went out and got him yeah. and bought him in. And you know, I think um, I think that speaks speaks to why McLaren chased Danny Rick so hard and yep. why he ultimately took it. He's been shown a bit of love. Um so as I'm excited
2: still.
0: Yeah, I'm excited right, so as well. Am I, yeah, yeah. I think I get, I am a bit I get the concern. Yeah, I get, I get the concern, but it's Danny Rick. He's he's going to make it work. Yeah, like uh, everyone was watching uh, in Renault, including us last year, going, oh, "What happened?" Whereas this year, it's like, "Whoa, actually, Renault's doing well." So a year can make a hell of a difference. Let's talk about Red Bull. And uh, firstly, of Max Verstappen drove the absolute wheels off that bloody car. He really didn't deserve to be in second, as in the car, but he deserved to be in second. Uh, another superstar driver. He had a cracking quality lap as well even he said he had one of the best laps of his his career
1: yeah, he's good. He's awesome. He's awesome. We
0: know that we love Lovely. it. It's clearly your uh, tattoo. Actually you can show us your Maxi and yeah, Max tattoo, tattoo now.
1: <laughs> oh, on. You don't want to throw it all out there day
0: one. <laughs> it's for <laughs> another video. I'm sure broadcast. people are looking at me going,
1: Jesus, he
2: actually looks like that. <laughs> 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 that is grim. <laughs> that is grim. Have <laughs> you, yeah. um, you got your Alpha Terry trench coat back there or was that him? No, oh, it's in the it's in the cupboard behind him, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure. What have I got? If
1: I move my camera slightly that way, you can see a red hat <laughs> under there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a Ferrari, is not we it? We've got me Ampeg, You know, we've got some got some records. This we'll, is we'll the worst the edition
2: Google. of MTV Kids I've
1: ever seen. Right, you should see me, Smash Pad. It's awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, it descends. It descends so
0: so quickly. Oh, that's
1: why people come here. Pretty cool, Peter. Max is tapping.
0: Don't take yourselves too seriously. Maxie would love that. Love you, Pad. To be honest, and all of the yeah. Melbourne bidders, they're in your fridge.
2: Maybe not as Can't much. As Dave. Talk about Albon? Come on, yeah, come Let's on. So, oh, talk to us about leash. Albon. What
1: else do I need to say? He was that far off the pace again this weekend. Kudos for Red Bull for showing him some love and keeping him round, and you know, committing to him for the whole year. I think that's what they should have done. But it comes to a point in an organisation that is a high-achieving organisation like Red Bull where they have to make some hard decisions and there's no way they're going to take him into next year. It's just not going to happen. Like, cons- Gasly didn't so- qualify this bad. Yeah, like, I know. qualifying is horrible. Yeah, but Gasly's was as bad... Yeah, sorry, Gasly was Gasly's was just as bad as as Albon's. The the difference between the two is that Albon has shown that he can pass cars on track, whereas yep. Gasly didn't. Yeah. In hindsight, they probably should I think they should have given Gasly the whole year, hmm. but it wasn't a bad decision at the time. It's clear that they're trying to they're taking a different tact um yeah. with With Albon and Gasly. so A bit more nurturing, I think, this time. Yeah, absolutely. Not so tough-handed. We know what Dietrich Massachusetts is like. He's pretty... I mean, you guys can go and look up the media about his HR department. (laughs) He's just sacked in the US at the moment. He's... I mean, Dietrich's a no-bullshit kind of guy, and I I really do think that... He just has to.
2: He's not performing. Um, But where do you put him? Uh, Yeah. He's not it's bad a, enough to kick out of the sport, that's for sure. But they got to make not a tough in that dec- seat.
1: I think they got to make a tough decision. I think Albon will ultimately end up in Formula E, where he's destined for anyway. Mm. Had, a, had a two or three year affair with Formula One, and uh, away you go. Mm. It's a shame, uh, but I, I just Red Bull have to take Hulk or Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk was the Hulk was the flavor of the week six weeks ago when he got his couple of races. Yep. Um, Perez is probably the flavor of the week at the moment because he doesn't have a
2: drive and he's but been either yeah. are bloody outstanding and will uh, get some, also get something for you in those spots also
0: something that I've just realised in terms of Red Bull too they lose their Aston Martin sponsorship don't they next year quite obviously yep. and Sergio's yep. Telcel uh, money that comes in for sponsorship might be very yep. uh, much needed uh, well not necessarily needed
1: of course it. of course huge huge for South American marketing yes. Huge. Yeah. Huge. I mean, they've all got somebody to cheer for. And we forget how popular the guy actually yep. is. Yep. Um, I went back and listened to the Beyond the Grid podcast with Checo in there, and I was like, "Geez, you know, we I have a different view of him in Australia because we don't hear a lot about yeah. him. Um, but he's much loved. He's a character, you know, I think it'd be a no-brainer for Red Bull. Take yeah. him or Hulk, and I hope it happens. Other totally. Way, either way, they'll end up in pass together, I think. Yeah, and it's, mm. it's
0: definitely a business decision. It's, uh, it's easy to forget about that when it comes to Formula 1. Okay, let's talk yeah. about uh, the business at the front end, uh, Mercedes, and obviously Valtteri Bottas managing to win, Lewis throwing his toys out of the cot, but he still got third. Like, the guy was still on the podium, It uh, wasn't all lost, considering he sat still for 10 seconds and didn't do anything. Do you think
2: that was because his team had a good strategy and pitted him when they Ooh, did? Maybe they know what they're doing. Mm, maybe. Nah,
0: surely not. They have no idea. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, Unbelievable. Okay, go on, Tommy. Talk, talk talk,
2: talk to us about Lewis. It was the abundantly suck. clear that they should have pitted him when they pitted him because they were making sure that he didn't get uh, snaked by the Renaults. Mm. They nailed it. He came out in front. The Renaults pitted afterwards, and lo and behold, they were behind. He just slowly made his way up as everyone else started pitting. He didn't even have to overtake anyone. He just stayed in position once they'd pitted him and just rode it to the end of the race. They nailed that strategy after that, you could not have asked for a better way to handle that ten-second penalty. Yep, like perfect, and that's Spot why he's get paid the big bucks. Yep. I
1: don't mind. I don't mind a driver pushing him his te- pushing him his team so hard that he gets the best results. But at some point, Lewis needs to relax and go. My team has my best interest at in heart. They're not trying to shaft me like the no. FIA are. Um, <laughs> you know, my teams generally know what they're doing and they can see things that I can't. Yeah. Have some faith, but he just carries on. Yeah. Yeah. And when he carries on, it just oh mate, I don't don't want to start me a bit. Like oh, he's just a muppet. He's just an absolute. Feel you for can.
0: Bono, because Bono's like the oh, nicest guy. Uh, guy's like, just like, what do you want to Mate, when me, have dude? I ever like, failed you? Really? How yeah, many world championships right, like, have we won together? Seriously. Like, and, and, little faith and, now. Mate,
1: he probably will win another world championship this year, and he will get Schumacher's
2: record. Yeah. But still, look, dude. Stop being fake humble and actually be humble. Fucking settle yeah, down. I mean, I mean <laughs> there it is. I mean, you look at a guy like you
1: look at a guy like Valtteri, who's I think he's driven really well this year. Um, I think his qualifying results have been stellar against a really fast. We know really, Lewis can qualify. We know we know how good the guys behind a yeah. car. Um, unfortunately, it's this off-track stuff that. Sorry, not off-track because we're not going to talk about that because. You're just not going to get that from AusF1. You can get that everywhere else except here. <laughs> but we're talking about these, the way he carries on about the racing and the things that go on off track but still within a racing capacity. And every chance he gets, he fails and acts like a child mm-hmm. in every interview. Yeah. Oh, woe is me. How tough is life? It's just, dude, shut up. Yeah,
0: yeah. Suck
1: it up. Move on. You're a man. You earn yeah. earning. How much, how much you're ever earning. You've got six world championships, 90 wins. You're, you're probably going to win another couple. Yep. Just give it some perspective. Oh, yeah. I, I
0: well, f one the yeah. opinion is that uh, Lewis Hamilton, great driver, just needs to sort his life out and stop complaining. Bono, you make the world go round, my man. f oh, one loves you. He's a star. He's a star. And yes. that whole team yeah. is uh, superstars. Uh, incred- there's like yeah. a thousand of them. Fantastic.
2: Fantastic. Fantastic.
0: Well, that's the race recap. Uh, Again, Russia, boring. Please, FIA, (laughs) do something useful. Remove the track from the calendar (laughs) next year. And I'd even just keep Mugello. Mugello was more interesting. I know we had two red flags, but I'm just done with Russia. Uh, You can guarantee a
2: red flag for Mugello every year. I mean...
0: Yeah, we didn't
1: say Putin. Po- we didn't say Putin this True. year. Either. That's two years in a row. Oh, last
0: year, yeah, that's just a Just the KGB on stage. Uh, Where's the hats? <laughs> I What <want> the hat. <laughs> whoa, All right, whoa. let's talk about the fantasy league because I've uh, picked out some of the best names, uh, and unfortunately, we've got some results for the three of us. We'll get to that in just a second. I haven't, I that haven't, low? Yeah. I
1: haven't checked it in. Life. I know.
0: Well, as I, I said, uh, with my fantasy league team, uh, Lance Stroll was my turbo driver, and I turboed my <laughs> team into the ground when he got knocked out by Charlotte Clare <laughs> but some best team names that have been updated uh, since we last spoke boys uh, Jay Moore I was saying boo not oh boo words uh, gently strolling towards another upgrade into the wall by Dave Like <laughs> that uh, for what good. by A Block I have to say that like that because that's good. exactly what Kimmy Nailed did it. and my least oh, favourite what? campy for Premier Hayden Phillips all right oh, let's see
2: oh, Hayden I'm up
0: <laughs> Who is it? H Harry, H- Phillips. Harry Phillips. My apologies, no Harry not Phillips. Hurting. H Phillips. Uh, listen, this guy. Go- this is going into the same line as uh, Campy sexiest voice in Formula One. Okay, or president. Well, that's. I mean, right. to be honest, I, that would be interesting. There would be no hotel quarantine. Every it just be everyone would be running wild with uh, <laughs> big like the RM Williams bull bars and all that <laughs> sort of other stuff going oh, around. Oh, you <laughs> <a> dickhead! <laughs> uh, that's not what the, I. Top three, but if
1: the, I would like to use Oz F one as my political platform, I oh think. yeah, good
0: luck to you. all the people who listen. I'm going to vote. Um,
1: I'll do a better job than the dickhead in charge at the moment. I'll guarantee you'll have you. No that.
0: argument from me there, mate. Uh, the top <laughs> three currently as standings are in the Oz F one fantasy league. Uh, in first is stick it to him, Sergio Armoxley um, with two thousand and forty two
1: points. Oh, he's jumping. Got the he's wing. he's
0: all ahead there. i up. was saying Bernardo J Moore is coming second with 2030 and Santiago team number 1 S. Schill uh, mate you keep uh, popping around the top 3 with 1930 uh, in <laughs> this really hurts me to say Campy, you're winning out of the three of us
2: <laughs> yeah, bollocks yeah, you're, you're ahead
0: of me by about 26 points and i'm very, oh. very, very, very annoyed by that. Um, what position am I? In? Uh, you're in twentieth, and I'm in twenty-first. I've really, I've really messed it up. Uh, the good news is I haven't messed up as much as Tommy T, who's in. 50th. You're telling me that
2: not doing anything hasn't win. Made me oh win. no,
0: I'm ignoring that team because that's <laughs> really ahead of where you actually are. It's just, just one is there. Uh, if you want to join in, you look you just just join the the fantasy league and change your just name. for the name. Uh, just for the name. That's that's what we really want. We're loving. You that. might even beat yeah. me
2: because I'm in 50 yeah. <laughs> out of 62 <laughs> that's
0: that's true with a I'm couple of i for the light, I reckon get I can it, do get it get some of those mega and turbos but look guys oh, wow. uh, keep changing the names uh, I see what you're doing love it uh, boys a couple of shout outs to some people uh, and look if you engage with us regularly through Instagram DMs or via Twitter thank you like we genuinely appreciate it we love uh, speaking with you um if you uh, leave us a review too, we love that as well. And I uh, just want to shout out to uh, That Soccer Guy via Apple Podcasts in the US. Has left us five stars, saying great re- recaps, always entertaining and a good laugh. That might not be the case. Two thumbs up when he sees our faces <laughs> as yeah, we do the review. I'm,
1: I'm, got ahead for radio. Are you doing? <laughs> we might just go back to audio. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but I also want to shout out to Mikey on Instagram, Krish and Connor as well, boys. Uh, thank you for, for reaching out to us. And via Twitter, Jess, Mark, Dave, and Glenn, uh, honestly, really appreciate you guys interacting with us over the race weekends and me uh, tweeting uh, and some people disagreeing with me. That's great. It just means that I'm more correct than you are, and you just have to get over it. That's, that's the Twitter. Jim,
1: the that's ignorance. very true. Uh, boys. If you're, on it, if you're on Twitter, you're probably
0: ignorant. This is my camp. He's not on Twitter. Uh, hey, it's, it's been great to do this with you via video. We're going to the Nürburgring in two weeks, though, boys. I'm very excited oh. to get that track back on. That can replace Russia. Uh, I'm looking forward yeah, to it. surely. It's, Anything can uh, replace Russia. And I'm glad that we're not going back to Hockenheim. That's uh, This is this is a better time for us. Uh, but look, it's been awesome. It's been awesome to do this with you. If you enjoyed this, uh, please subscribe. Uh, and if you're listening to this in audio, you can see us on YouTube. Head across. All the details will be below in the description. Campy, Tommy T, your beautiful, beautiful faces for radio. It's been a pleasure to do it with you. <laughs> all the music is, be, is by Anton as well. Big thank you to those boys. Uh, guys, Jesus. we'll see you in two weeks in Germany. You will. See you then. So, Campy, if you if you wouldn't mind, um, we'll just do a three, two, one, and then just do a, a visual and then in front of the microphone clap so I can have a recording point for all three of us. Cool, man. Cool, ready? Three, two, one.
1: Dude, that looked like fucking kids in primary school Uh, Good morning, Mrs. (laughs) Robertson
0: I think that has to go at the start (laughs) That's the best thing ever We're going to have so much
2: extra footage at the end It's going to be really great